Jūs prasa sēlā. A, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Circle of Dads, the space for sharing stories about the struggles and triumphs of fatherhood and learning to become better men. Are we recording? We are recording. All right, so... Uh, um, Let those, me, those of you that don't know, oh, please, go ahead. Are you got a fucking, we got sponsors? No. So anyway, uh, Ryan and Marty recently moved headquarters. Um, and so this morning, it's misting out and we're outside doing this podcast because we're fucking men and uh, inside is, is too plush. So we'll come outside and be cold and be get wet. But I jumped in the pool first thing this morning. Jumped in the pool first thing this morning. I love that, man. Especially post-workout. When it gets cold, man, let me just fucking get this sweat off. But, uh, no, man, thank you. Uh, it was a f gorgeous drive on the way out here to Abilene. You know, <laughs> I stopped and had breakfast in Mineral Wells. It was fucking <laughs> gorgeous, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, Ryan was like, hey, I fucking found a, uh, you know, more convenient location. They were out of houses in Wichita Falls, you know, so... I bought one in Weatherford. So you bought one in Abilene, Texas, you know, so... Uh, I showed Marty that text. Well, they didn't have any fucking houses left in Amarillo. <laughs> goddamn, man, I thought you were moving closer. Well, I'm gonna need some gas money. Goddamn, man. You fucking making pancakes? Yeah, it's nice out here. Oh, right. man, Parker County is gorgeous, dude. Why would you go to Johnson County? Oh, the meth. Right, the oh, math. math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The math, or unless you're if, if yeah. There. No, if if you're looking, if you're if you're thinking about uh, buying a house either in uh, Johnson or Parker County, then just let math be your deciding factor. Math or no math. Yeah, math or no math. You know, I uh, I went to high school in Weatherford, and I'm from mm -hmm. Fort Worth, but ended up in high school in Weatherford, West Fort Worth, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never thought I'd be back. Like I left with with uh ain't never coming back. I ain't never fuck this town, man. Yeah. You know, it was like may the bridges I burn light the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I left with the back of my freaking bridges burnt, you know, because <laughs> just everything I walked across was burned up. And so whenever I went to high school out here, it was a different town. I, that sounds like an old timer, but Jesus Christ, I mean that was that was twenty some odd years ago. Yeah. And uh I'm looking around like dude, this place is awesome it's crowded it's busy it's busy it's not it's not crowded you know what i mean like uh the uh, the highway getting out here is yeah at, um at times but um they really did a fucking good job you know of keeping this place uh intact mm -hmm. uh they they directed the growth they kept that small town vibe yeah you know uh they didn't recruit more meth addicts One thing I did notice about being out here that I'd forgotten about mm. is the men are different. It's just a different, um, like that Buster vibe. Yeah, I That's mean, they just you, you just you look at more guys and and it's um you can kind of size them because you know as men we look at each other and we're like that guy's not a problem, that mm. guy's a problem, whatever you know. Yeah, of course. Um, and it and it's just. You can tell they're they're. Uh, I guess the only way to say it is tougher guys. That's not to say there's not tough guys in Fort Worth, but out here, I guess maybe it's all the camo hats. Yeah, uh, 
I think I think you're describing like the salt of the earth type. Oh yeah, I mean because it's 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 more guys that uh, want to work with their hands, yeah. and not just draw plans. Right? Oh yeah, that's what it is, man. Yeah, if you want to be an architect, you want to be an engineer. Hey, have at it. Uh, Don't you tell me how to do my fucking job. Yeah, but uh, you get to shut the fuck up a lot of the times. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you choose to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just uh, uh, I'll smile and nod. But in my head, I'm already, I'm already raising your kids and fucking your wife. <laughs> already. <laughs> Dude, I watched, uh, was, uh, there's a show on um, Amazon Prime with Billy Bob Thornton called Goliath. All right. And someone suggested yeah. it to Marty, so we started watching it last Pretty night. Pretty good. Yeah, and he's this kind of dirtbag attorney uh, well god he looks it he plays a dirtbag real right, well right? Yeah. right but he doesn't even you know you gotta get billy you gotta get ready for the ready for the ready for the role man like, okay let me change cool, shirts yeah, yeah let me just double but, team some girls at qt real quick <laughs> man he was married to angelina jolie yeah oh first let's not forget about that first before that yogurt got all stirred and fucked up well he was in there. He remember he, she used to wear a vial of his blood on her neck, right, as a necklace. Remember that? That's some crazy shit. And she had a tattoo on her arm. It was a dragon. Said Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Dude, Billy Bob uh, lays pipe. First, you got Billy Bob tattooed on you. Yeah. And you're wearing the blood. That's the some interesting shit. Blood. You're an actress, and you tattooed Billy Bob. And a dragon for this redneck. So it doesn't make sense. But, hey, uh, Billy Bob is a fucking, he's an oil field welder without, he, he fucking lays pipe. He, uh, he's a plumber. He's a fucking brick mason. He's whatever. Man, fucking. Work, working man's hero. Yeah. And at the time, he was, like, playing retards on TV. And, uh, you can't say retards. Can't say retard. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know what? I don't like that word. But, fuck. Uh, it, about reality, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like. Uh, We're gonna listen to it, the beep, yeah, beep. That's Cody's back in his way out of this one. <laughs> no, no, you got to be able to say words, man. But they do have meaning. Fuck, you know. But uh, we knew a guy that had a, uh, you know, a, a son that was afflicted, and uh, God, man, it really cut me deep when I was just like in in casual conversation. I was like, uh, yeah, I went full retard this weekend and. Uh, and, and he didn't, his eye didn't twitch or anything. Uh, but I, I, you know, like a few hours later after the gym, I remember fucking just feeling like dog shit. I was like, God damn, man. That was pretty tasteless. You know, that's the, that's the part of being better. You being, know what yeah, I mean? Just because if you. Holding can, yourself accountable, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't even, cause you know, uh, however it played out, I've been in those situations before where I, I mean, tons of times where I say dumbass shit, you know, cause I'm not a, I'm not a malicious, hateful person. Like I, I, I try really hard not to hate people. Yeah. That's, that's not a word I like using. Um, I got enough anger as it is. I don't need to add to it by admitting my hate for certain things. So I just, I just try to work around that and, and what have you. Anyways, any time that I've gone off on some shit like that, or I've said something really fucking stupid and a couple of hours later, it pops into my head and it's in my gut. And I'm like, oh, man, I was a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, if I've ever came back to that person and said, hey, man, I'm, you know, that wasn't right. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Yeah. It didn't even register. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, clearly, I'm, I'm the yeah. only one thinking of me as much as I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm definitely uh, hypercritical of myself as well, you know. So I, I just want to keep myself in check, and I want to be better, you know. Um, uh, it happens a lot uh, with my kids. Oh, yeah. With my kids. I, I spend a lot of time apologizing to the kids because I uh, – first off, I want them to know that I'm not perfect and I'm not um, – you know, uh, trying to be better than them or, or a tyrant, you know. But it leads me into uh, something that happened last night. I wanted to, I don't have an answer for it. Okay. I wanted to kind of work it out here. So uh, last night we're at a party, at, at a birthday party for uh, one of Alyssa's homegirls, sweetheart, Jen. And uh, so the kids are playing, everybody's having a good time, and Luke comes downstairs. There's another little, little boy at the party, and it's primarily little girls at this party. So Luke comes downstairs, and he's upset. He's like, I need you to come upstairs. And there's another little boy upstairs, and he's being rough. He's just being mean. He's throwing shit at the girls, and he's, like, charging around and making fucking dinosaur noises and just being a, a little boy. But he's being too rough with the girls, too rough. And Luke, I watched, like, kind of uh, pull his hands up close to his chest, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get hit. He's like, what? Uh, he's like, Dad, he's, he's being too rough, you know, or whatever he said in his six-year-old voice. And, and so I said, well, then if he's playing rough, then you play rough back. If he's being mean, then you check him. If, if he's throwing things at you or if he's being mean to one of the little girls, then you put him on his ass, son, and that's okay. Yeah? And he seemed to get it. I said, all right, cool. Then we don't have to talk about it. And I watched one of the little girls uh, run over to the little boy and kick him. Bam! Right in the shin. Yeah. And he crumbled. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, so uh, he fell down to the ground and his leg hurt. And he's putting on a little bit of a show. But uh, he stood up and he said, okay, but no kicking. And I said, uh, uh, and then I spoke up to all the kids. I said, well... If you want to fucking throw things at the girls, the girls get to kick you. And I looked at the little girl and I said, if you feel like punching him in the mouth, you get to. Because I watched you throw toys at her. So she gets to punch you in the mouth. End of discussion. Okay? I'm going back downstairs. And as I'm turning to walk away, Luke said, he's fucking teary-eyed. And he said, Dad, what if he goes, what if he comes and tells you? So come tell come tell me what you know. It's like that that I'm uh, that I hit him, and I was like, oh fuck, okay. So I pulled him into uh, one of the little girls' bedrooms, and I said, listen, man, uh, you'll never get in trouble for standing up for yourself. You get into a fight at school, but it was for standing up for yourself. I will not be upset with you. You will not get in trouble. He's looking down, and Luke, I I've, I've taught both of my kids to throw a punch as best of my ability. I put both the kids in judo. Uh, I, I ensure that they can take care of themselves for that reason. I, I, I will not let them be bullied. Is what I was thinking. Unfortunately, bullying is bigger than that, right? It's uh, fucking in your mind and stuff. You know, they, they see this. They see something they could easily step on and it becomes larger than life. But Luke was, Luke was saying, you know, um, he, he was... Anyway... So we have that conversation in that bedroom. I said, look, you won't get in trouble. And, and he stands up real straight and looks super serious. He's like, I'm going to. And as, uh, as he's walking out of the room, he said, okay, Dan, 
I'm gonna go fight him. <laughs> God damn it. Breaks, breaks, kid. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> I said, fuck, man. Uh, this was obviously way too deep for a little boy. Shit, man. All I was saying, so I pulled him back. I was like, oh. Uh, man, all I meant was if he's being rough, you get to be rough back. But but uh, let me go back. When we were in there, I said, son, you'll never get in trouble for, for getting into a fight for standing up for yourself. I will be mad at you if I hear that. There was a little boy being mean to a little girl, and you didn't stand up for her. I'll be mad at you. I'll be disappointed. I'll be upset with you. If you didn't stand up for somebody that can't stand up for themselves, if you watch somebody get bullied, I'll be mad at you. And so Luke got this valiant just motivation in him, this, this, uh, this sign from God. And, the, uh, you know, he, he had just seen the Holy Grail and, and the sword and the stone. And he was like, I'm going to get after it. It's like, that is not the, I didn't mean to send him out there thinking that my dad is, my dad is going to be super proud of me for pummeling this kid. I, I, I didn't want that either. I said, man, you don't have to fight. You don't have to. I'm not telling that. In order for me to love you, you have to be aggressive and a motherfucker. Not at all. You just have to stand up for yourself. It's an option. It's one of your choices. <clears throat> what a fucking difficult concept to teach and to grasp. Because I still don't fucking get that. I'm still, I'm still struggling with... Uh, when when things happen to me on a job site, I'm like, I have to fucking kick this dude's fucking teeth in. Oh, yeah. And it's not necessary... Uh, necessarily the fucking, you know, best route. Um, well, there's a... God, man, I, I just feel like I'm fucking him up, man. I no, no. Like, God there, damn. There, there's a difference between, um, you know, letting your ego take over at work, because that's what that is. Because if somebody pops off to you at work, or someone says some shit to you on a job site, or someone tries to throw you under the bus, your first reaction is going to be, fuck him, you're not going to best me. I'm not going to lose face. You know, I'm right, you're wrong, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's bump chest. That's not a situation to where you're in you're in a threat. Like you're you're being threatened in any way. I mean, financially, yeah, and those are all things that can pop up fears, you know, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my career, I'm not going to be able to provide for my family, you know, and and sure that stuff can apply, but like going back to what you're saying about your son, I can 100% relate to that cuz like with Abby So at schools, you said the bullying thing is bigger, right? So at schools, um, they teach the kids, even if they're getting bullied, they, they need to go find a teacher to not stand up for themselves. And that's the, that's the, that's at the, at, at the school that Abby was at, that was the thing is like, if you're getting bullied, you need to find some, find an adult immediately. So what I told Abby is, um, that's that's bullshit because if not if they didn't tell you that there'd be anarchy and they'd be having freaking prison riots in the schoolyard because everybody's trying to you know you kids don't even know how to share so you're gonna start stabbing each other with yeah. fucking uh sporks so with abby i made sure that she knows like you um how to take care of herself and there's so much more to just like you know showing the kid one time to throw a punch because it's like us learning one time to do something and, and expecting to do it again in a panic situation. You want that muscle memory. Sure. So having the kids in martial arts is imperative. Also, you know, because they learn the discipline and they learn a certain level of confidence knowing what they can do. 
So when they get into that situation, they look at this kid and it's and it's completely different because they're not worried that they're going to get they're going to get tuned up. It's like they know what to do so they can approach that like you need to stop. And if yeah. the kid oh, doesn't yeah. and if the kid doesn't, well then they know what to do. It definitely gives you a uh a confidence that and I I even said this last night uh to somebody else like uh when you know that you're capable of putting somebody on their ass, uh, uh, it, it gives you this freedom of maneuver. It gives you this this uh, freedom to just say, "I don't fucking have to fight this guy. I could, yeah, I, I could completely wreck you, son. You know, uh, so it's not even. We don't have to go there. I'm just gonna talk to you because I know if need be, I'll make you swallow your teeth. And uh, that that's what I want for the kids, man. I want them to just have that confidence that you know. Uh, we don't have to take it there. We can if you want, but I'm going to, you know, I hope you brought a lunch, son. That's, that's ultimately what, I, what I'm... I mean, I don't carry extra underwear in my truck because I'm going to shit my pants every day. It's just there just in case that one time it happens for you some fucked extra- off... You know, <laughs> you don't carry extra drawers in your truck? No, man, I would just go without, I guess. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean... Underwear, underwear, fucking overrated anyway, man. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud that you did not put an S at the end of that. <laughs> Their underwears is uh, underwears, <laughs> underwears, <laughs> and saying it with the accent. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person to say that. We had that conversation before, I guess. But uh, you got underwears on, man. <laughs> you <got> underwears, <laughs> chonies. <laughs> but like with Abby, I, t- I, t- I, t- I tell her that the exact same thing is, is. You will never get in trouble with me for taking up for yourself or taking up for someone else. Ever. Yeah. Without a doubt. You, you, you um, neutralize them in a way that is quick and effective and you're not being cruel because they're a child too. Mm-hmm. So like you get a kid on the ground, you don't keep stomping them. You just put them on the ground, you put them on their ass and then make sure they're not going to get up and that's it. And then you find somebody. Because if you teach these kids to always expect an adult to fix it, every time someone grabs them, every time somebody pushes them, when they're in a parking lot and somebody grabs their purse, they're going to look around. Their first flinch response, the muscle memory is going to be, I'm a victim, somebody come help me. Instead of just having that initial reaction. For sure, because bullies aren't... uh you know, just in school, right? Fuck no. Bullies are going to... They're, they're fucking in every aspect of life. And the motherfuckers that you can't deal with and uh, these these assholes that you run across on job sites or you run across, you know, um, or, or the, the guys that are, you know, lurking in the dark, these are the fucking bullies in, high, in, in school that never got tuned up. These are the kids that didn't have someone around... To, to humble them. To yeah. humble them or didn't have uh, the proper parenting... To teach them, that's not how you treat people. Because typically, if you got a bully, a kid that's hurting, and that's another thing I told Abby. I said one thing you got to ta- learn is these kids aren't just out looking to hurt people; they're hurt themselves, sure. and hurt people hurt people. I mean, if you've got a bully, if you got a kid or anyone, you know, whoever you come across, and they're just a fucking asshole, however old they are, and they're just just a miserable fuck. You got to look at them and think, God, you poor bastard. What is going on inside you? What happened to you to where this is your daily operating parameters? 
to where you're just going around to be a little being a little fuck face man uh to be able to grasp that is beyond me right now well yeah and try telling that to a six-year-old yeah fuck or a 12 year old uh you know oh gosh that's a super difficult concept to grasp because even as you're telling me it, it makes sense. But in my mind, I, I, people come up, uh, faces are flashing in my mind, and I'm thinking, uh, I should have fucking punted that dude in the chest, like in the Spartan movie, you know, in three fucking three hundred. Yeah, and you don't want to like think about shit like that because then it lets them off the hook. Because like if you think, well, this guy had a fucked up childhood, or this guy is just a miserable fuck and he's got a whole bunch of shit that he didn't work and some guys are just assholes yeah some guys are i mean some people are just like whatever but i have to ask myself what don't i know so it's like that guy's flipping you off in traffic right yeah and you're like fuck this and and i like it i like it when people do that as you're exiting like you're exiting and, and then they pull up and they'll be like, I remember you, you piece of shit. And they, and they flip you the bird as they're flying by on the interstate. I've ran red lights to get back on the interstate and pull right up next to people again and like wave at them. Just because you little fucking turd. But you look at that and you're thinking, God, that's an angry dude. What don't I know? For sure. What Did he just get off the phone? You know, with his wife who just told him she's been fucking, you know, his brother or or... God, I mean, you never know what someone's going that through. That fucking scuzz. Yeah, she did. She for sure did. Even if he doesn't know it yet, if you flip me off in, in, in traffic and drove away, for sure your wife fucked your brother. For sure. Absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And if, and if it hasn't happened, I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it on you. Uh, man, uh, that's, uh, there, there is a theory, and... Uh, that I learned in school, and um, obviously most of the things I learned there have have since washed away. But ah, um, uh, no, they haven't. Uh, you know, it's it's really about it's deeper than just the facts you learn and and the dates. It, it, it's a it's a time to mature and it's a time to grow and it's it's a it's a semi sheltered environment. That's what college is to me, and that's what I want it to be for the kids when I send them. Um, you know, it, it's uh, like when I joined the military at 18. Sure. So I got sent to the barracks, and that's not real life. It's all it's prison-like. Somebody told me what time to get up, what time to eat, what to wear, what time I could go home, what time I have to fucking wake up. You know, everything. Everything was, uh, was dictated for me. So it was kind of this padded environment. So I went from my mom's house to not being free and on my own i was getting a paycheck and i was living out elsewhere but uh it, it was still a padded environment in the barracks you know and and that's uh that's what college is yeah that's a like um they go to the dorms with other kids they get a fucking meal card and a class schedule and so they're they're kind of treated like adults ish <laughs> but they have uh it's it's fucking bumper bowling right you Bump. get to bowl but we're going to put these bumpers up for you. And so they get to figure things out. They have four years to to fucking mature from an 18-year-old piece of shit. Dumb, dumb. Uh, and so anyway, when I was in college, I, I did learn a theory from Jerry Appel. And, uh, and I fucking can't remember the, but what it's called. But it, essentially, the, the, the example that I got was in traffic, when somebody cuts you off, you can either think... 
it's because that guy is a complete piece of dog shit and fuck him until he dies or uh man he must be in a hurry yeah he golly i hope he gets to that meeting on time because he's finally gonna get that 50 50 custody of his kids oh yeah and i (laughs) i maybe uh i can count on one hand the amount of times i was able to like actually apply that theory because typically i'm like oh cool 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 tight 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 i hope you get aids <laughs> uh, you know man it's it's, it's re- refreshing to hear someone wish aids on somebody else <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's that's taking it back way back yeah aids isn't even a thing anymore i don't think oh it's this thing i, I mean who the fuck knows you it's know the thing i've been having sex with one beautiful mexican girl for the last 10 years so you don't have to worry about it. No, no. Um, yeah. I quit fucking with condoms and... I don't, you know how much condoms were when we were in high school? Who the fuck knows? Me either, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't use them. Didn't use them, man. Yeah, the... Uh, you know, uh, listen, I, I for sure did use condoms in high school. Just to preface that, yeah. That's a fuck. Yeah. I, I don't need another uh, reason. reason for... Not trying to go down on me. <laughs> oh, Man, you know, there's all these different, uh, there's all these, these, uh, new kinds of condoms? No, I don't fucking know. There's, I'm making sure the levels are good. Trent, fix it. Trent, uh, that dude's name is Marmalade Cream. Marmalade Cream. Marmalade Cream. Uh, I see him lifting weights on Instagram. He's a cool dude. He's one of, uh, Darren's starting strength coaches, or he's a starting strength coach at Darren's gym. One of the fucking many things that Darren does. Uh, well, to as a testament to how fucking badass that dude is, he turned our uh, partial birth abortion of hatred and just mean things, our second podcast, yeah, in, into a, a nice show. It was. It was, it was, yeah, it was nice. (laughs) People, was that the second one? The second one was, the first one, I got a lot of uh, feedback on of, you know, like, uh, man, that was really cool. You guys, whatever. The second one, uh, you and I talked about, we had feedback for each other for a month over, can we release that? Can and and, and it's in, in the in today's climate, in today's culture, and to, and everything that's whatever everything else that's going on in, in uh, you know on the news sure. and in pop culture, and some of the jokes we had uh, were f- fucking mean, you know, and not and not positive. No, and and you know the point of this is to is to fucking. I mean, the, the point of this is is for us. To figure out ways as men and as fathers to to be better ourselves, so that we can raise kids that are that that don't have a childhood to recover from. You know, I mean, they, they just they just or that doesn't require that. You know, sure. and, and it's not like oh my fucking childhood was so bad and and use that as an excuse for everything to be an asshole. But I don't want to. I just want to be better because there's a lot of shit inside of me that that's just there it's it's just it's standard operating procedure there's there's defaults in my personality that i'm not proud of you know i have to work really hard to get around you know whether it's resentments or uh just anger justified or not you know um justified anger is the dubious luxury of normal men i mean i just can't 
I can't allow myself to... Uh, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, justified anger is the dubious luxury of normal men. That means that I'm a not a normal guy. I'm a fucking addict and a drunk, and I don't need resentments. If I allow myself to be justifiably angry or resentful, then it's just going it, to... It, it's not going to stop there. I'm just going to continue to grow and grow. And every time that motherfucker's name is mentioned, it's going to be like somebody flipped on a light switch. And then just all that hate comes back out. And then, you know, people are scared to even bring up someone's name because they know it's going to elicit a 30-minute rant that they're just held hostage by. So I And you will uh, stop and listen to me while I call this dude a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a case against him so that you'll agree with me. So uh, um, speaking of pieces of shit, uh, gents, now uh, now's uh, the time to turn your fucking ears on. Uh, for those of you listening, um, I know a guy, and uh, uh, he's not here to defend himself, but uh, I do know that this dude called his wife a fucking cunt. He got drunk and called his lady a dumb fucking and I wish I wasn't fucking married to you, you stupid fucking bitch. Uh, And I got it cool and if he fucking honestly feels that way then you you get to have a divorce right you do please you're you're a man you too homie hashtag you too if you fucking feel that way you get to fucking get out of the marriage right what you don't get to do is call your fucking lady a how fucking deep must that have cut her you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, gents, if you're out there and you're thinking, you know, sometimes my wife says some dumb ass shit and so I have to remind her that she's a dumb uh I want to fucking kill you. You know, I feel like I feel like Luke did last night. Like uh, uh <laughs> okay, I hear about that and I'm listening, I'm listening. Okay, daddy, I'm going to go out there and fight him. You know, I I have to. I see that fucking sword in the stone. I see it. I want to fucking End you, man. Uh, your queen. Hmm. I, I cannot stomach men that talk down to or verbally abusive, emotionally abusive to their fucking queen. I would have much rather heard a story about uh, that dude kicking her fucking ass, beat the shit out of her. And she looks like a different fucking person. She looks like that dude from uh, the Goonies and shit for a month because he kicked her fucking ass so bad. But now she gets to listen to fucking uh, uh, Reba McIntyre on the way uh, on the way leaving him and shit, right? Yeah. She gets to pack her shit up and go because that, that was it. Cool. You kick my ass. You put your hands on me. Cool. Then she would have left, whatever. And I don't fucking wish divorces on anybody, but fuck you, man. What do you, uh, that's, talking about somebody that never got humble, talking about somebody that needs their fucking ass kicked. You talk to your lady that way, and and, and then you fucking talk to grown-ass men out on the street like everything's cool, all smiles and handshakes and shit. You get back to the house, and you're a motherfucker to your lady. She puts your dick in her mouth, dog. You fucking owe her some respect. Yes. (laughs) Some love, bro. God, that, and, oh, and you look like a squish grape. You fucking look like chewed bubble gum. Grape face. Yeah, grape face, and your wife is a, a, a super cute chick, dude. 
there's something to be said about that too. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're we're tiptoeing on the on the verge of not being too cryptic, but uh, when we when when you when you when you brought that shit to me and we were talking about it, I I had to pull over, like you know, because most of our conversations while I'm driving around at work and doing my thing and mm-hmm. text here at the stoplight real quick. To, Whatever, but that one, like, oh, I gotta find a fucking parking lot. So I pulled over so we could talk about that because I, that that conversation required hand movement and and some excitement, and I needed to be focused because I was I was at a loss uh, and that, fucking disbelief, right? That, that that I was flabbergasted, man. Uh, and on top of that, uh, my fucking feelings were hurt. My heart hurt, Doug. And I, I like to again. I like to tell my fucking kids, my my recruits. I'm a very uh, uh, compassionate and sensitive rifleman. Right? Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And if you fuck anyway. So um, as I'm getting told this story, and uh, well, you're hearing it from my my wife. Yeah. And I'm trying to be a soundboard, and I'm not. Okay. She's telling me. She's getting it out. All right, cool. We talk about it, and. I, that that cut me so fucking deep and i hate to see that um because your wife is so fucking insecure little girls get uh taught from inception that they fucking have to paint their face a different color oh my god they have to wear certain clothes they have to do this they have to do that you're too fat you're too skinny you don't have big enough tits you have a flat ass you gotta wear these panties you have to fucking dress like this you're not with the cool girls you're with the cool girls but the cool girls are fucking mean to you because your dad doesn't make as much money as their dad or fucking it's it's huge men can always uh lift weights homie sling dick you know, you figure it out. You know, obviously there's, you know, issues for dudes too. But little girls, it's fucking brutal on them. Brutal. And those little girls become women. And you hope that they find themselves and you hope that they become independent. And, and you hope that they become Marty. Right? And, and they can just stare into your fucking soul without blinking an eye. Right? Uh, but, man, they have issues, homie. And your fucking wife... The woman, she lets you see her naked, literally as vulnerable as she can get. And you fucking attack her and you call her a fucking dumbass. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? You know what I'm saying? You don't fucking deserve love. <laughs> you don't deserve any kind of affection, man. You're, you're, uh, man, yeah, yeah, everybody listening. It is 100. You are the fucking predator of your house. You are the fucking provider. You're the fucking go-getter, right? You're the fucking, uh, the bear, the lion. Tip uh, of the spear. The tip of the fucking spear, homie. And, and I, I just can't, I can't fathom ever. First off, I, I, I don't know that I could even come up with those words to say about my wife. Even in our most heated of arguments, what I think to say, you're a dumb and I hate you. A motherfucker told her, you're like, you got you got all fat and shit. I don't even want to fuck you. Oh. And she and oh, I mean, we fucking that's just beyond my my I can't even comprehend that because because she's so she, I mean, when I met her a dime and I met him, 
I was like, what the fuck? This, dude, I, this dude's got to be crazy funny. I, I, I thought. And I, the baggage he came with, don't say it because uh, it'll, yeah, it'll yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. throw that. I mean, For sure. It, but, oh, and I'm looking at that like you met, and even my wife commented on that. She was like, this is Bizarro World where Superman is a bad guy. Well, she was like, he must be an amazing salesman. And, and I said, there it is. And therein lies the road. He must be fucking, because I know a lot of dudes that have the gift of gab. And hey, man, if if you're not slinging a giant cock or if you're not, if, if you're, you know, whatever, it doesn't, I mean, not, I think having a giant cock only matters to us, you know? Oh, yeah. It definitely gives you freedom of maneuver. Well, no, I mean, I think it just matters to us way more than it matters to women. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope. Oh, Jesus. You don't know what it's oh, like having shit. a baby dick. Baby, it's fucking cold out it's here. It's a disability. <laughs> <laughs> she commented on that, and I was like, yeah, you know, because yeah. fucking, I mean, she's a beautiful girl. For sure. And then, and he's not. And so, fast forward, things have happened. And, 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 and she even, even if she did gain some weight, I mean, I remember him trying to bring her back down. Like she was trying to get into shape. Right. And he was like, nah, fuck you. Come drink with me. Right. Yeah. And then there's I'm been a nodding, lot of, yeah, there's been a lot of that kind of back and forth. Like just, it's that mind control. That's fucking abuse, man. Because you got this girl, this woman. And, and, and if she's, a, if she's allowing herself to be treated that way, because I say there are no victims. Like if you're a, if you're an adult, you're no longer to be allowed to be a, a victim. But if you continue to stay in a relationship like that, it's by your choice. Whatever you're com- what why however you are coming to that conclusion that you need to stay instead of leaving the kid, the lifestyle, the yeah. you know religion, whatever that you made the choice. Like I'm staying. I'm allowing this to be okay, even though it's not okay. So I'm not being um, sincere to myself, and I'm allowing my kids to see that this kind of behavior is okay. And there's the cycle, because he didn't just learn, he didn't just come up with that. He heard somebody, I would assume, talk like that. Because I'll never forget sitting in CC's Pizza. I don't remember a whole lot from my childhood. I do remember bits and pieces. And my mom, you know, she's just doing the best she could do. She was raising two fucking knuckleheads. Um, she had her own shit and, uh, my dad was completely AWOL, not helping, yeah, yeah, not helping at all. And, and she was dating this man that was like my stepdad, right? And he was in and out and he, there was a lot of issues that we could go into there, but he was, he was not a good dude. And we're sitting at CeCe's pizza, you know, it's, it's like what? Two fifty a kid, mm-hmm. $2.50 or some shit. You know, and and we're sitting there eating, and he's a big dude, and he's got like fucking seven plates, and dude was so big that he started with the dessert pizza. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. that! He just got got the cheesy bread and got the the chocolate the, the pizza, chocolate fucking cinnamon pizza. Yeah, and then he kind of throw in some other shit in the middle. But I didn't want to eat. I wasn't hungry. Right, my brother's a big guy. And so he's over there just tearing it up. I wasn't hungry. I had like one piece. And I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. And I was a fucking kid. I mean, Abby does it to me all the time. And he kind of loses his shit. And my mom's like, hey, why don't you calm down? And he's like, shut up, you fucking And that was the end of the dinner. Um, 
I will never forget that moment because I remember that's how you talk to women when they're frustrating. And with my ex, there was a couple times I called her a fucking like I can hear, um, I get super, like you, when you were telling me the story, I was getting super fucking upset. Right. All right. I like fired up. You know, this is fucking bullshit. Let's go fucking find this guy now, you know, and handle this the way, the way you're supposed to handle it. Well, that's not going to do shit. Um, then she for sure would have got the other half of that oh, ass fuck, whooping. Fuck, yeah. man. And hopefully she doesn't have after this. Um, but my, but the reason is, is because I've done some dumb shit like that. I don't think I've ever said anything as ugly as that. It may have been, and I'm not saying this to justify. Maybe I am, but I remember being in heated alcohol-induced arguments as both sides because my ex and I used to get fucking... Tuned up together. Oh, my God. Getting fucking nasty. I mean, could just push each other's buttons. It was like a illuminated keypad. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do. do this. <laughs> do, 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 do. Was it going to Funky Town? Yeah. So, and I've, I've said some hateful, ugly shit like that, you know, but, but uh, and it doesn't make it right. And I'm not going to fucking... Um, I don't know, man. It's just so... So when I see shit like that, it immediately takes me back to those two moments. Like you said, like, like when you're super pissed, you you see yourself and others. Yeah. Yo, yo, oh, yeah. We don't like to see ourselves and others. We don't like to see ourselves and others. But again, I, I haven't gone to that extreme. And it, it, it is a lot easier to just sit up in my fucking tower and, and point my finger. You know, I like to be all super judgy and shit, but... Um, it works for you. Yeah, but uh, that's a line I don't cross, man. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, I, I've made some brutal mistakes in my marriage. In ten years of being married, I've I've hurt my wife, and it and it, it hurts me still, right? But um, you know, uh, barring, I've never stepped out on my wife. I've never fucking hit or cursed my wife, but I've hurt her feelings. Oh, I, I've I've uh, I've made her scared of me at one point. And when she told me that, it cut me so fucking deep that I never did it again, you know? Um, so so that being said, I just cannot... Um, Say that's okay? No, I, I can't. I can't uh, then uh, hang out and have a couple of beers with you and pretend like that it's cool. I can't do it. I don't, I don't I, blame you. I, I, I can't... Um, allow that shit i i can't live in a world where where that's cool not in my tribe you know i can't and 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 god bless my wife you know and she's like she's not going to turn her back on on her homegirl and i and i wouldn't want her to no but at the same and i tell this i was like all right cool you know something's something fucky is gonna happen and you know what my reaction is gonna be so there's a fucking a fucking. So let's, let's, let's work this out real quick. All right. So there's 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 fuckery. There's fuckery. Which I did not come up with this. Uh, I wish I did, but mm-hmm. I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast, and 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 it's one of those moments where you're like, that's what that fucking word is. I've needed that word so many times. When there's something, you just can't put your finger. There's something. Go- I don't know what your angle is, but there's some fuckery afoot. Yes. There is some fuckery here. And it makes sense. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's what that's called. Yeah, you felt it. You just didn't know what to call it. When any minute, I don't know when, how, or what, 
Mm -hmm. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But there's a bad mood on the rise. Well, there's something that's going to come that's going to fuck this all up, and that's a fucking, like a happening. Mm. Like, uh, like Highlander. Fuck yeah. Like fucking Highlander. Highlander. Such a dope movie. Anyway, uh, yes, so there's, and the first time I heard it uh, wasn't from Joe Rogan. It was from your uh, beautiful and uh, sweet, delicate, sweet wife. And she stared directly into my soul, and she said there was there was some fuckery about. <laughs> I think we were at a dinner party or something. And I said, "God damn, man! <laughs> I like the cut of your jib." Woman. Yeah. Cheers. Oh fucking Marty! Every time she says some shit like that, I just look at her and I just smile because she's so fucking brilliant and intelligent, and I'm not. And when I when I infect her with some of my um oh yeah my yeah. my street vocab. There's there's been times where I've been uh, ashamed at how proud I was of you for doing that. <laughs> like when you explained to her what a uh, what a lot lizard was on Facebook for the world to see and for there to be a record of. <laughs> God, that was years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But now she knows that, and you're the reason. And, and you can't unknow that. Mm. But that's good life lessons, man. Like, like Abby, I teach her stuff and that most people would probably be like, why the fuck are you telling her that? I mean, I don't teach her inappropriate stuff because she's <laughs> <Yeah>. a child. <clears throat> yeah. And that shit's going to come. Well, she's, I mean, she's a teenager now. Damn, she's, she, yeah. Uh, she's there. I mean, she's a preteen because she's 12, but she's a teenager. The hormones, the acne, sure. the, the, the emotions, the, the chasing after boys, the, all, the whole thing. It's all there. And uh, that sucks, by the way. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, it's seasons. You know, I mean, hopefully, I couldn't have handled this when I had her. Uh, well, yeah, and we did talk about this a little bit before the show got started. Um, uh, Ryan made a mistake somewhere, mm-hmm. and we've yet to diagnose mm-hmm. it. But due to his own actions, his little girl. Negligence. His negligence. negligence, yeah. His uh, just. Absent-mindedness. Uh, yeah, just just being asleep at the wheel mm-hmm. led his little girl to becoming um, a, a lady. A lady. And uh, that's fucked up. And uh, it's not cool. And uh, shame on you. <laughs> uh, but not me, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. My little girl is going to be a little girl forever. Ladybug forever. La- ladybug forever. And uh, uh, those of you that have an opinion on that or that think I'm wrong... Um, yeah, fuck you too. Don't care. Mm-mm. Not willing to hear it? No, we can fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You know, but no, Ladybug is going to be uh, nine uh, forever. And uh, I love her. And that's it. So as Abby's getting older, my biggest fears, they talk about time passing. And you're always like, I can say, I, I kind of attribute it to like, I'll start saving money tomorrow. Once I get this paid off, I'll start saving money or I'll start doing this tomorrow. Or, mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're 40 and broke. So with Abby, everybody said she's going to grow up. She's going to grow up. And um, my biggest uh, goal was to not be an asshole before she grows up, to be able to develop a relationship with my child to where I could stay on her level you know, be where my hands are with her, be calm, uh, loving, happy, be the dad that just like, like, cause I see you with your kids 
And what I see is um, your kids will do something silly or crazy or say something and you'll just kind of laugh like, you know, just good hearted and then correct them, you know, and play with them. And I'm like, well, fuck, I want to be like that. Now, I know you're probably thinking in your head, no, but it's not like that or this, that. And you're thinking of all the bad shit. Yeah. And that's, I want to say partly that's good because that means that you're always on your game trying to be better, trying to critique yourself, right? So with Abby, I wanted to not be a critical dad. I read something the other day that um, sometimes the parents are your kid's first bully. Or, or are, it said, are you your child's first bully? And I thought, fuck me, man. God, I hope not. Now, I'm, I'm critical of her as a dad should be. Um, I keep her accountable. I keep them accountable for sure. But I don't want to like, there's times when I've said shit the wrong way. And thankfully, she's came back and said, hey, you said this and you thought you were building me up. But that was really knocking me down. We had a conversation the other day in the car. And, uh, and that was one of her things that she said to me. And I was like, fuck. Did you say fuck you for judging me? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I punched him in the kidney. <clears throat> no, if you, if you want to be real honest, what happened the other day? So we You think were, you're better than me, Rooster? We, God, Is that what you yeah. said? That's your go-to, right? Yeah, you think you're better than me? <laughs> so she's in the back seat, and we're going to the gym. And she said something that was uh, like she asked for something. And it was sweet, and the way she did it, and I was like, that was perfect, baby. Like, that's that's how you asked for that. Well done. Three seconds later, she basically took a big old shit and rubbed it on the dashboard with the next statement she said. And I was like, Marty and I just looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? And so we get there. It's pouring down rain. We're, we're parked in front of where we're going. And uh, I said, hey, Marty, we'll be inside in a second. We get, you know, Abby and I got to talk about something and. Uh, I'm asking Abby a question. I turn around and I, and I look at her in the back and I'm like, what do you, and she's already kind of got an attitude and the attitude's coming and going. I mean, it's like, she's got a lot of emotions and starting her period. And so she's hormonal. And then there's just all kinds of shit going on with this kid. And, and, you know, it's hard to stay aware of all that because it's, it's just, a, it's just, I need the little app for her. Yeah. The little Daisy. Um, and uh, he's talking about the, uh, the menstrual reminder app which is good which is yeah it's a fucking tool use it it's a hammer go to episode number two the first one with Cody two three fucking I don't know I think it was episode first coffee with Cody number one so um I I look back and I'm like what do you what did you why did you say that and she's like I don't know and I was like but but you just you said this and that was like aces that's exactly how you do it and then you, you turned around and baby you took a shit in the in the car like why did you do that i don't understand how we got from here to here and she's like you know kind of mad one second and then i'm asking her again and the next second she, and i was trying real hard not to be like a bully like why'd you say that or what are you doing or speak you got to answer me and blah 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 and, and she says uh you know she's like big tears she's like i don't know and i looked into her soul and said what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> And the whole time <laughs> I had, it was like I was watching some, 
It was like I was watching it from uh, from the passenger seat going, don't say it. Don't say it. Shut the fuck up. You shut your goddamn mouth. And like I was reaching over trying to put a hand over my mouth, and yeah. I said it. And she just, don't say that to me. Like, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. I'm the, I'm the adult here. As as she's a twelve year old preteen going through all this shit, I'm a thirty eight year old man, mm-hmm. and she's telling me don't talk like that. And I'll say whatever the goddamn fuck I want, you know, or whatever I say. Yeah. And it's pouring down rain. I turned around, all oh, so fucking mad and frustrated. I was just like, God damn, fuck, motherfucker, fuck. And she's in the back. And she's got her own shit going on because she's a 12-year-old trapped with this fucking man in this yeah. car, you know, her dad that she can't get away from. And and I swear I probably would have driven that car off a bridge at that moment if I could have, you know. like You've been with a skider? Yeah, both of us. Let's do it. And so mm-hmm. finally I turned around. I was like, you get in the front seat. We're going to talk about this. And so she came in the front seat, slammed the door, and she's sitting there. And I'm like, <sighs> I said, uh, I want you to listen to me very carefully. And understand what I'm about to say. There is nothing wrong with you. I should not have said that. I never, it is never okay for me or anyone else to cuss at you. And I apologize. If you can tell me how I can make that right, please let me. Please tell me. But there is fucking nothing wrong with you. You're you're a 12-year-old little girl that's, that's... trying her hardest to be the best person you can be and the last thing you need is your fucking dad asking you what is wrong with you so i just like just completely showed my ass to her i said the one thing that you don't want to say to a 12 year old little girl because then she'll be like my dad what is wrong with me you know yeah and so i or it's okay to uh to be told those kind of things oh, fuck and, me man and so and then she's we start talking about it and and there was more to the story. <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of other things at play. Like, you know, it's no secret. She's on ADD medicine. Um, and that's not something that I was super pumped about. But after all options were exhausted, we tried that. Look at, yeah. Well, it's she had just gotten putting on a new medicine. And uh, I made her say dumb shit in the car. Well, I mean. No, made her take dumps on the dash. Her being 12. Some of the side effects. The, yeah. Well, makes that, her take a shit on the salad bar at Wendy's. Makes her uh, be a little hormonal and not be able to. Um, Again, yeah, and let's just... It is. Ultimately, you're responsible for allowing that to happen. Like, if you should have kept her a little girl and sheltered, you should have built her a, a cage and buried it like a conex in the backyard. And yeah. so, shame on you. And just put, like... Uh, Food in there every now and then and shit. And some sort of hormone blocker to keep her from growing up. Yeah, and just like iCarly episodes and stuff. <laughs> you know, it should have been good to hook. Uh, I told Layla... You, you feel bad about that. This was like last week. I'm helping Layla do homework, and she said something, and uh, it was dumb, and yeah. it was uh, irresponsible, and it was something that she knows she should have done or something, I forget. And so to be ridiculous and to drive a point home, I said, Layla, I will cut your face off with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dark. Oh. She looked at me all wide-eyed, and I was like, oh. Uh, I'm just fucking with you, kid. Yeah, I'm not talking to Ryan at a job site right now. We, we say uh, things to each other, and we get it. We get it. If I said, uh, I'm going to cut your face off with a knife, you would say, uh, I know, man, I fucked up. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, no big deal, though, right? Because I, I was being ridiculous. And then you're going to fucking wear it and tuck your balls in yeah. it. Yeah. 
dancing I around. Fuck yeah, and then I'll fucking. I'll go purchase things on your account, wearing your <laughs> face. And it really hits you hard. <laughs> right? And you'll have to pay for those things. Um, so anyway, I uh, so I said that to her, and she got wide-eyed and looked at me crazy. And because uh, nobody had ever told her that they were going to cut her face off with a knife. Right. And I said... Uh, Life's hard. Yeah, so... Uh, I said, okay. Uh, after we had finished... The, Talk, the talking point I told her hey listen I'm fucking sorry <laughs> you know my bad girl nobody is allowed to talk to you or threaten you with any sort of violence or talk to you crazy um, exactly what you did with Rooster you know and uh, hey Ladybug I you know I, I, I say dumb things sometimes and I'm sorry girl you know there's a better way to, to figure out your problems besides getting frustrated and and just uh like words have meaning right words mean things and 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 they cut like a knife and um words can cut your face off like a knife mm-hmm. yeah, like uh and uh but so it gave me an opportunity to apologize to show her that i'm not perfect and uh and to seek forgiveness and to be genuine with her and so she she literally said it's it's cool uh, dad i get it uh, you know, I forgive you. She gave me a hug. And as we got up to, to leave the table after doing homework, uh, she pointed at the ground. And she said, 20 push-ups, Dad. <laughs> so you're right, girl. You're right. So I gave her 20 push-ups, you know, because uh, I don't hit my daughter. I don't, I, I've grow, I don't spank her. Her mom has, and I'm not against it. But Let, the, let them work that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm not going to. Don't, I don't hit my little girl. Cause uh, I don't, I don't, where do you go from there? That's a, uh, as she gets older, do you hit her harder? Do you hit her more often? Do you continue to hit her? Uh, you know, you, to sh- make sure she loves you, to make sure she knows that you love her, you hit her. Uh, no, so I just never got, I, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. You know, if you, if you spanked your kids, have at it. You know, I have spanked them in the, you know, in the past, maybe once or twice, but for being rebellious, uh, but no, I don't spank Layla. What I do as a corrective measure is I PT her. I'll take her outside um, when she makes mistakes, when she's disrespectful to her mom, or when she does something uh, willfully. You know, uh, whenever she knows something's wrong, and, and and I catch her doing it, or especially when she, I get her, uh, uh, she gets caught up not telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Then uh, that's uh, I take her outside, and we spend 15 minutes together. Uh, doing iron mics and lunges up and down the driveway, doing push-ups and overhead climbs, and uh, um, by the time we're almost done, she'd rather get a spanking, you know. But that's how I did, men. And if if you're different and you want to, you want to hit your little girl, try calling her a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why stop there? Why stop there? You know that's. You know I think like you know like with Abby, uh, I can count on a handful of times when I spanked her. Um, no, and it was. Uh, um, I think it was always in diapers. There was a couple of times afterwards. Marty would have to remind me, but I know like popping a kid in the diaper mm-hmm. to get their attention, like hey, you know, because you can't thump them. I've thumped Abby. Uh, I say you can't thump them, then I say thump Abby. You can't thump little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with Abby, I'll fucking thump her sometimes. Like, hey, girl. I popped her in the back of the head a couple times. Just, hey, but not hard. I mean, it. not even, I don't even move my wrist. It's all just with the fingers. Pop. What are you doing? I 
that just made me think, like you said, where do you go from there? You know, you keep spanking them, keep spanking them harder. I've witnessed, I think, two different relationships. I can think of one where the husband would spank the wife, not in the cool, freaky way, but like we'd all be kind of like at a family event and she'd smart off or say something or like, I, I, I can't even describe it. And I remember him reaching down and popping her on the ass, but it wasn't like, you know, you're fucking with your wife and you're just popping her on the ass. And, and her reaction was like, she straightened, she, she stood up straight and got wide eyed and then started, I'm using air quotes here, acting right. And I, when you said all that, it made me, re, made me remember that. And I think, what the fuck? that's where it ends up, man. Isn't what? fucking crazy? I, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> With my little girl. God damn. Dude, I, I will burn your house down, homie. Well, and this is this Are is you? a grown couple as I was like a, uh, yeah, in my yeah, early yeah, yeah. 20s, you know, seeing this. But it just reminded me of that. Can you imagine if I, uh, if I tried to check Alyssa, if I tried to chin check Alyssa? Oh, fuck. You'd be fucked. I, dude, she would fucking wreck shop. She would hurt me in unimaginable ways. That's how motherfuckers get hit with frying pans. Dude. This uh, is how you get sewn up in the sheets and beaten with a broom, Willie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or with words. God damn, man. Alyssa could... In, in the same regard. Damn, man. Oh, and here it comes full circle. Uh, God bless her. The girl that we were talking about earlier that got called a dumb a fat whore and all those things she has all the tools in her fucking toolbox to cut you down homie does she she has everything she needs she knows she's seen everything about you over the past oh, oh, how yeah. many years i see what you're saying yeah she knows she knows she knows your dick she's not a fucking like cheese absolutely it does and that it's weird looking and you fart when you come sometimes oh, absolutely because you're a fucking scumbag right and you <laughs> you're such a piece of shit that things like that just happen yeah you fart when you come absolutely you burp when you're making out because you're just a fucking scuzz bucket and you smell like cabbage oh what a fucking uh, just but she doesn't but she didn't. High road. So, yeah, if I were to smack Alyssa on the butt and tell her to uh, shape up, she'd be like, uh, why does your dick hang that way? It doesn't make me want to blow you. <laughs> and it would hurt me so much. <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever she would say, you know. Um, um, your balls are weird looking. <laughs> they hang low as a motherfucker, but they're weird. They're crooked and they yeah. smell like... Cheap, you, yeah. cheap gloves. Uh, so if Alyssa really wanted to hurt me, I think she would say, uh, you can make my leg shake with such good cock, but you're not the best at, you never made uh, varsity baseball. <laughs> little I, pat myself on the back real quick. <laughs> I, like, I like how you started with a compliment. <laughs> yeah. um, no, absolutely. I'm such yeah. a stud that it makes up for the next day. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I, doubt she'd, I doubt she'd use that as her lead in. Uh, I hope she she'd be would. like, "What's up, second string?" Yeah, uh, uh, but she wouldn't, man, and she wouldn't because she loves me and she's a good human being, and so she wouldn't say that because it would fucking hurt my feelings. Yeah, uh, and I don't treat her. I haven't created that kind of fucking atmosphere as the tip of the spear, as the spiritual leader of my household. I haven't created that climate. I, 
I, I've I've done my best willfully with my eyes open to create a an environment where we fucking talk each other up. Yes, you build each other up. We build each other up. Uh, even still, with uh, with my fucking homeboys, uh, you know, uh, even when I'm putting you down, I'm building you up. It's an interesting. It's it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, when you're like, ah, oh, my back hurts. I'm like, it's probably from swinging that big club. It's probably having the, you got those uh, uh, that big dick energy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I do that with intent, right? Uh, uh, by all means, yeah, we keep each other humble. Uh, like when I call, I told you you were bougie uh, uh, at the dinner party, right? You're all fucking bougie and shit. Have to be dressed all nice and every time you leave. And you're like, motherfucker, we're dressed exactly alike. Exactly alike. <laughs> but, you know, you got to keep each other humble. That shit offended me for like three seconds. Uh, yeah, it, I saw you know, it. it. Your it, eyes got all white. It didn't offend me because I think that being offended is voluntary. You know, like if you say that's a, that offends me, well, then it's, no. why? You know, well, then don't listen to him. But with that, I was like shocked. Like, man, I'm not, bo- baby, am I bougie? Because <laughs> I'm looking it up, yeah. you know. But then it's like, all right, yeah, I like what I like. But we, uh, we are literally, dr- we were literally dressed exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is the second time that's happened at a dinner party where Ryan have gone somewhere and uh, we've been dressed alike. Right? We just have... We come from the same cloth. I, I, you know, it happens, whatever. But uh, where the joke was is that uh, I was the Fabuloso brand. Right? It's like we're the same product. You just uh, somebody just picked me up at the dollar store and it said Echo in Mexico. <laughs> 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 it's the same, only different. But uh, about that, about being bougie. Um, so I have another buddy of mine, uh, Caleb. And this motherfucker always has to be dressed nice. Always has to fucking have, uh, can't have a hair out of place. Beard's always fucking combed right and everything like that. Uh, good, dog. So first off, he, you know, he's got a military background where he did some uh, secret scroll kind of things. And so he lived in the dirt and the mud. So whenever he was given an opportunity to not be dirty... He was fucking clean, right? Everything, not... Uh, and he grew up in Southside Fort Worth, so, you know, he grew up pressing his khakis anyway. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, stay flow. I, stay flow, homie. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, and it is coming around, you should be fucking bougie, homie. Don't be that motherfucker that uh, wears fucking gym shorts. You know, dress up for your lady. You want You want red panty night? So does she. Right, she wants to fucking be uh, to be proud of her man. She wants arm candy, right? Uh, so yeah, who doesn't? Exactly, <clears throat> who doesn't? Dress up, dog. I mean, you can pretend that you don't, but I mean, driving, be happy with your old car. But I mean, if if that whole that old car could like magically start becoming new again, wouldn't you want it to? Yeah. Uh, like, fuck me, the AC works. That squeal went away. Who painted this fucking thing, dude? Uh, yeah, don't. Don't be upset that your wife doesn't want to blow you when you haven't trimmed your pubes in three and a half years. You know, and yeah, so like I've okay. always been, um, I love clothes. I love fashion. You know, it, it's, it's just, I don't think you can, that, that having the, those traits doesn't make you a tough guy. And I don't fucking care if it makes me a tough guy or not. You know, like I grew up, we grew up pretty poor. And, you know, my brother is like six four and 
200 something pounds and so wore size 13 shoes like i'm not getting his hand-me-downs yeah it's just not happening and so i would get uh I mean, we didn't go without. My grandparents bought us stuff, but we didn't have the things like like I have now. Yeah, you've told me stories about like smelling like cat piss at school. Oh, that's uh, smelling like cat piss. I fucking hate cats. But yeah, smelling like cat piss at school when you're in a freshman at a new high school is not the best way to make friends. <laughs> no. So it's, uh, yeah, and 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 that's like that's like fucking. Uh, uh, chemical warfare for me now that and glitter and bare mattresses i won't fucking i don't want anything to do with all three of those but the clothing when i got because i always had um i was always super insecure low self-esteem i had fucked up teeth that i didn't get fixed until you know a year or so after i got sober uh, so I wouldn't smile. If you look at old pictures of me or even pictures of, of Marty and I, when we first started dating, I would do the smile with my lips closed. Well, when I started making money and um, making a little bit of money, you know, yeah. and, 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 and had some to spare. And I went. And so Marty, Marty met me before that even. So she loved me in spite, was attracted to me in spite of my biggest insecurity physically was my teeth and so once i got them fixed it was like a whole new world opened up and then with the clothes i could finally afford nice clothes and i went uh to where i you know i'd buy really expensive shit just because but then it just it wasn't quality it didn't last it didn't fit me right that was always a big issue um so now i spend a lot of time i mean not a ton of time but i do take a lot of effort into what i wear and and taking care of my clothes but i it's not a thing where i just go out and swipe a credit card and just buy something at neiman's or fucking nordstrom's or dealer or wherever like it, it it's a game for me because mostly everything that i own was bought on clearance or secondhand and altered to fit me dude it, absolutely it's, it's so fucking great caleb is the same way except for the mizzen and main shirts those shirts are fucking gospel if you if you have so the button-up shirts that I wear, there's this company called Mizzen and Maine, right? And uh, the guy was a lobbyist, I think, in Washington. And so, or, I don't know, he he did something to where he had to wear a suit, but he was also kind of an errand boy. So he was running around. Super Lobbyists sw- are pieces of shit, too. <laughs> so we're... Uh, so he was sweaty and his shirt would look like shit at the end of the day. So he made these button up shirts that are essentially made out of kind of like a dry, uh, dry fit material. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with their own proprietary fabric. And so it's a, and, and, you know, when I started, uh, getting in better shape and getting bigger, it was hard for shirts to fit me. So I'd have to buy these shirts, get them all starched and shit. And, and it just wasn't very comfortable. And then I start, I had a shirt made. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I just need a custom shirt. And that fit horribly. Well, these shirts, I can buy them right off the rack. And they're, you know, 125 bucks, but but it's that one shirt. You got one fucking shirt that fits like a dream. Yeah. And they're stretchy and they're athletic fit. And check this out, homie. You never have to, you never have to, uh, you never have to uh, dry clean them. You wash them in cold water and hang these bitches up and they're ready to wear in like 14 minutes. So if you travel, you could literally stuff mm. this shit into a coffee cup, get to your hotel room, and hang it up, and there's no wrinkles. 
It's fucking crazy. And they're, and they're crazy comfortable. But again, it's, uh, it's from B it's from, uh, life as a have not. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Life as a have not that. And, uh, and, and the same, uh, in the same regard with, with Caleb, it's like when he was a, first off, he was a have not. And then, uh, what he did in the military, you're like being a fucking disgusting animal. And then you get an opportunity to not be, then you're not. And, uh, but you appreciate the things you have. Um, also have being sweaty from fucking 6 30 a.m till nine at night you know going to yeah. the gym and putting on sweaty clothes again or whatever after work or just when i go out like i want to look nice yeah absolutely that's because i get to do it for like an hour a week the rest of the time i'm covered in filth yeah or, or sweat and that's cool yeah take pride in yourself look good you're not uh you're not half a fag for fucking wanting to look good and you know what it's just gonna help you out with your lady don't call her a cunt look good spend the extra time ironing your khakis and you're just cool it's gonna help you get a little booger and that's and that's what we're doing that's what we're here for oh man if you enjoyed that episode you're really gonna enjoy the rest of it next week we're not gonna stop it there though This is going to be an ongoing thing. We don't really ever plan to stop the conversation. We just want to keep adding to it and keep letting our nonsense build and build and build. If there was anything that Cody and I were talking about and we didn't finish the point because of a random dick joke or we got, you know, distracted by something, email us. Email me, Ryan at circleofdadspodcast.com or Cody at circleofdadspodcast.com. And um, we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. You know, uh, maybe there was something we were talking about that interests you and you want to hear more information about it. Either way, you know, we'll entertain them all. So um, I look forward to to uh, coming back next week and us doing it again. Hope to see you there.